ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard. This is this week's edition, a week one edition of the Wealthy Sports Lounge. I am uh, kind of a bare bones operation tonight coming to you from Southfield, Michigan, out here for work, uh, but joined here by my lovely co-host, Tyler. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. And and you look beautiful as always. So good to see you. Um, I tell you, I feel, feel a little, little bit better if... Uh, you know, I hate being right sometimes. You know, it's just one of those feelings. It's like, God damn it, why why are you good at, at talking football? And <laughs> it was it was too close to home. Yesterday was a, a rough day, needless to say, but mm-hmm. you know, yeah. we'll we'll get into that in a little bit, I'm sure. You gotta be Absolutely. feeling pretty good. Uh feeling pretty good. Okay. Um we'll get to that in a second, but first things first, mm-hmm. we have an exciting challenge that's coming up. And we're opening this up to all of the listeners in the Wealthy Sports Lounge, the Rakowski Podcast Network. Last year, actually, this this is this will be the third year that we've done this challenge. Is that each week we're going to pick five games against the spread? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you won it the first year. I won it last year. It's a lot of fun. A lot of banter back and forth. Um, there's some days where you feel like a genius and you take down Vegas, and some days <laughs> you don't know shit. So I, I think for you is weeks for some yeah. weeks consecutively, yeah. <laughs> maybe possibly the, the hottest streak that I've ever been on in anything, um, which was pretty cool. And then I started putting real money on it and then I started losing games. So anyway, <laughs> but what we're going to do this year is that we are going to start this competition in week three. So we got a couple weeks to get this going, but we are going to open this competition up to all of the listeners of the show. And what that means is that you can compete against us and we're going to have some prizes to be announced mm-hmm. later because I just came up with this yesterday. We're going to, um, we're going to do head to head matchups with um, you like, you know, and we'll have rankings every week. It'll be a lot of fun. And we'll, we'll have competitions. Like if you beat uh, like if, if the public beats, the show, so like your numbers and my numbers combined mm-hmm. versus the percentage of the people out there that are that are calling in these, um, like there will be prizes for that. So we're very much looking forward to making this happen. Um, we will announce uh, the details very soon as to how that all will be done. Most likely when this video is published, there will be a link in the description to click that you can sign up for it. Um, and then we'll get like a, a big old group text going with everybody on it. Um, and then possibly we'll create some, uh, maybe I'll get producer Joe on this to create some sort of cool portal to submit your picks to. Um, that'll probably involve like an Excel spreadsheet because Joe's a massive nerd and he, he, he like knows Excel like the back of his hand. Mm-hmm. So very much looking forward to that. Um, Tyler, what do you think about it? Yeah, I think this is really exciting for the show. I know we had uh, thrown this around a little bit last year, um, so it's nice to finally put it into practice, um, especially now that we're starting to pick up a little bit of traction here, uh, getting back into the swing of things. Uh, so really going to need everybody's help. You know, you think you know anything about football? You know, make sure you share it with your friends and the people that uh, uh, you think you can uh, – beat us, which, uh, I'm going to tell you right now is not going to happen, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, we're excited and, uh, definitely want to just, you know, drive some engagement for you guys and and really hope you'll be involved. And, uh, not only, uh, 
play the game with us, but hey, you know, tell us what you like, tell us what you want to hear us talk about, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, would, would love to get some people involved on the show. So really excited. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, click the link in the description. If you haven't already, uh, go ahead and sign up for that. There will be more details coming out probably next week, uh, about the, the, the nitty gritty of the com- the competition. It will start week three, um, probably the Thursday night game of week three mm-hmm. that we'll, we'll get it rolling. Maybe we'll see, but anyway, moving along. So I wanted to kick off this week's show talking about the Detroit lions. Woo! Um, the hometown heroes didn't quite get it done. Um, but I wanted to get your take on it first, Tyler, because I know you watched the game. And uh, I also had some feedback from somebody that was at the game on Sunday, actually part-time Josh, who's a friend of the show. Um, we may or may not see him in the next couple weeks. But um, it, what were your thoughts and major takeaways from the game? And I'm, I'm excited to talk about kind of what I thought. Here's another situation where the show is show is so right. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I tell you, I, I was really excited watching this game. Um, we knew there'd be some growing pains, and defensively there were some deficiencies that they had. Um, but man, they found some gems. <laughs> um, the main takeaway that I had, and and I know a lot of this is moral victories and I know at some point you got to say when are those going to stop but once again you you're playing a team that's heavily favored that's likely going to win their division and really got your ass kicked the first half mm-hmm. um this team not a single moment uh got down on themselves um put their heads down they were full steam ahead the whole time just like Dan Campbell and they brought it all the way back and nearly won this game after surrendering nearly surrendering nearly forty points. Um, so I think what's exciting is is the talent again. The the, the defense is is going to need some help, but offensively this team can clearly score with anybody. Philly is a very good defense. You got mm-hmm. uh, Bradbury and Slay at cornerbacks. You got a stout front uh, front seven, especially along the D line, um, who are going to bring a lot of pressure to a lot of teams. Um, man, uh, Hawkinson looked good. Of course, DeAndre Swift looked extremely explosive, looked like he could be one of the best backs in the league this year. Um, and if if Goff could have just pulled his head out of his, out of his ass for the first uh, half, they would have won that game. It was, mm-hmm. a, it was a rough first half for, for Goff, but yeah. once he settled in and started taking what was available, they were moving the ball up and down the field, and – that's they can do that on anybody. I mean, literally that that's arguably your best cornerback tandem in the league. It's, it's definitely top five and uh, even not at full strength. They look good. I'm in Ross St. Brown. That dude is a absolute stud and I can't wait mm-hmm. to keep watching him play. And once uh, Williams gets back from his knee injury, man, they're going to be taking tops off a lot of defenses. So um, I know it was a lot. What, what are your thoughts here? Well, first off, I, these cats are, and I hope I don't have to eat my words like week eight on this, mm-hmm. what I'm about to say, but it seems to me that this, these cats are different. Like mm-hmm. the, the people who are saying same old lions because they lost a close football game. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really want to hear that right now. If, if I'm proven wrong at week eight and they're, they're yeah. two and seven and whatever with no ch- chance to make the playoffs, 
so be it. I'll, I'll eat that crow. But there's a couple things that I saw that were different and you alluded to it a little bit too. The, just the, the energy that they played with, they, they played fast. It looked mm-hmm. like they were playing very fast. And one of the things that I could not stand about the, the, the Matt Patricia era and the prior regime was that they just, they looked like a slow football team. Like mm-hmm. they, they, this team has athletes all over the field. Yeah. Um, they, they have really good talent on this football team, which is not something we've been able to say about a Detroit Lions football team very much. You know, mm-hmm. you'd have a Hall of Fame quarterback and a Hall of Fame wide receiver and a very subpar offensive line and very subpar running back weapons around them. Mm-hmm. You could make an argument that they have all pro guys at every skill position and maybe one or two on the line. And it's it, it there it's a different it's a different breed right mm-hmm. the second thing and this is the most important thing in my opinion is that and by the way shout out to Matt, Matt Mank um he i posted a little teaser on the on the facebook page today about what i think i haven't seen this in 20 years of watching lions football mm-hmm. is the i think that Ford Field could actually be a pretty potential home field advantage. If mm-hmm. Lions fans keep showing up the way that they did on Sunday, it was um, that place was bumping. Mm-hmm. And the the juice, like it, that that team that's quote unquote, you know, Mr. Grit or whatever, they're they're gonna feed off of that juice. And I think that that's gonna make them a pretty dangerous football team. Yeah. Like I don't think that there's a better team out there that top to bottom that lost a football game on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going to say this, and this is going to sound crazy, but top to bottom, the Lions have a better roster than the Packers right now. Definitely on offense, maybe on defense. No. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I, I would swap out this offense 100%, especially mm-hmm. with the uh, injuries to O-line, but defensively, sure. not a chance. Uh, uh, they're, they're, they're a little ways away, but Rodriguez, man, that mm-hmm. that boy brought it, and and he was the mm-hmm. star of Hard Knocks. Yeah. Uh, dude actually busted off his visor, lighting people up. So mm-hmm. uh, he was the highest graded defender on the field for both teams. That's um, amazing. They yeah. got him in like the sixth round. Yep, yep. So, so he's a rookie. It's exciting, man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was it was tough. AJ Brown had had a day, and I think um, what they really lacked was any sort of containment. Um, you know, they, that's could, they be... couldn't keep Jalen Hurts in check. Mm-hmm. Like the, you, the, like they, the, the pressure would break down. And I was actually talking to Josh about this earlier. It seemed like Aiden Hutchinson wasn't much of a factor. Mm-hmm. And I think it was on purpose. I think the game plan was to use their edge rushers as contained yep. because it seemed like any time Aiden got close to the quarterback, he'd squirt out and, you know, sprint for 20 yards. Yep. So um, I'm really excited to see what that D-line does against a more conventional quarterback because mm-hmm. they're going to play Rodgers twice. They're going to play Kirk Cousins twice. Um, concerns me that they're going to struggle with Justin Fields, but I think that because they have this game under their belt now, they'll be able to scheme better to prepare for yeah. um, for him. Well, and, and definitely the the 
nice thing about that is is the Bears certainly don't have an offensive line to the level that Philly does. Philly's mm-hmm. Philly's got an excellent offensive line, save yeah. for uh, for left tackle right now, but the rest of the line is extremely good. Uh, there's multiple All Pros along the O line, so it, it was a tough first matchup for for Hutch, and especially when you're playing contained. But you get them going. It's kind of like. Um, uh, I don't know to this level, but certainly uh, you, you think back to Micah Parsons last year when they had him dropping back in the coverage all the time and, and mm-hmm. playing these contained bullshit. You know, the guy's an absolute stud athlete. Let him put his ears back and go after yep. the quarterback. So uh, you're definitely going to see that. You know, obviously the um, quarterbacks are certainly more mobile than, than they were 10 years ago, but Hertz is one of the best in the league and, and you're not going to be playing that every single week. So mm-hmm. quick shout out. Uh, I know we've talked about this and sung his praises a little bit um, on the show this year. Jerry Judy just took one sixty yards to the house. So, oh, lovely! Let's go. <laughs> He's playing against me in one of our one of our leagues so, in one of my leagues. So I just lost. It's, it's going to be a big year I for him. Already was so big year um, for Jerry Judy. Oh yeah, so the the league that I I actually did have like a very small. Oh, never mind. I didn't have a chance to win that. <laughs> like, it was already out of hand. Yeah, it was already out of hand. But now he's, he's just putting up numbers Look, on me now. So you know me, I'd rather I'd rather get blown out by fifty than lose. Uh, you know, lose by two points. So. And you have the points on your bench, and you started the wrong guy. Yeah, like that's that's the worst feeling in the world. So <laughs> I get that. So uh, well, let's. We mentioned him a little bit swapping out offenses with the Packers. You know, speaking of your Packers, is let me ask you this. Is this a burn the tape game, or do you think that there's yeah. some tangible things that the Packers can take from this game, learn from it, or grow? Or is this just growing pains with new, new, new it, people, new staff? It's growing pains, and, and as we talked about, um, was it last week when we talked about this, or two weeks ago? Whenever, whenever we we did for all you lovely listeners out there. Um, the the problem with with the Packers, number one, is they're not healthy along the O line, but number two. Uh, these idiots decided that they just weren't going to play anybody throughout the preseason, which again has come, come back to burn them and burn them on the ass. And mm-hmm. what's, I, I don't understand, um, you know, LaFleur for all his accolades and, um, you know, all time winning percentage, this game would have put him sole possession of, of winning as coach of all time through as many games. What, what is with these games for, for a team that's consistently won 13 games with them? where they just don't show up. And, mm-hmm. and you know, again, it, it falls back to the things we, we talked about uh, throughout the preseason. You've got to get guys reps, especially when um, they're all young guys. You knew, mm-hmm. knew Bach wasn't going to play. You knew Jenkins is coming back from, a, from an ACL as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got rookies along the O-line. And then LaFleur, for some reason, just doesn't want to fucking play his best line, and and I guess maybe he, he probably knows better than our armchair quarterbacks, but Zach Tom, uh, rookie tackle, played his ass off in the preseason, was graded out very well, and they had Jake Hansen playing in there, who ended up getting benched in the fourth quarter after mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers was getting lit up. Jake Hansen had a 14.4 pass blocking grade out of 100. Oh, that's terrible. Like, are you shitting me? Like, you waited till the fourth quarter when the game's out of hand? to do this and then let's not talk about joe barry's dumbass who's playing a basic uh high shell and a lot instead of taking your all pro cornerback in jair alexander and and locking up up. 
Yeah, Justin Jefferson, you let him go for 150 plus in the first half. Like, oh yeah, let's let's just let, not let him get free, and that's literally all they did. They all stood there and watched him. Oh, let's let's line up Preston Smith on arguably the best receiver in the NFL. Goddamn outside linebacker. It's, it's never going to work. Use the, the the players that you paid and brought in to lock these guys up. What a stupid-ass game plan. So, Can we also talk about the lack of pressure on Kirk Cousins? Like, I don't know none. if they were sending blitzes or not, but whatever it was, it wasn't getting home. Yeah, Gary got Gary got literally his first... Um, his first sack, and that was it. There was nothing coming from anywhere else. Kenny Clark had a couple early, but you know. And again, I, I know uh, Minnesota isn't playing uh, their their third and fourth string linemen. So obviously, mm-hmm. Zadarius Smith had a field day against mm-hmm. the Packers. But um, you know, it's, it's it's just mind blowing to me. You had um, Tyler Davis who can't pass block for shit. Uh, playing tight end repeatedly rather than having big dog Mercedes Lewis, who's historically mm-hmm. arguably the best blocking tight end who mm-hmm. could have been your extra lineman to, to slow down some of this pressure. For sure. You know, and then let's talk about Christian Watson and his rock hands. First play of the game drops a mm-hmm. surefire 75 yard touchdown, which you knew from Rogers off and he didn't go yeah. back to him until the fourth like, quarter. No, no, that's that's a good way to lose the trust. But again, yep. you know, you go back, and again, you've got cap space that you could have. You can't tell me that trading one of these first-round picks that they had and and going for A.J. Brown, who balled out for Philly, mm-hmm. to replace Devontae Adams wouldn't have better, been a better use of your your, your pick mm-hmm. than, than what they use it for. And again, it's week one. There's going to be growing pains. There's, there's rookies. And the, Joe Barry's got to figure is that, I mean, you've got too much talent. Uh, on that defense to be playing that dumbass defense, and mm-hmm. uh, you know to be perfectly fair, you take you put that um, seventy-five yard touchdown there, and then you, uh, Rogers pulls that ball at, on the goal line instead of giving mm-hmm. it to Dylan when, yeah. when Zadarius crashed down. Like they're do right in this game, that, they, they could have won do this you game. Think that, that do you think that they're actually running a read option play there? Because I was thinking it was a straight dive because I'm Jim Class Jerry watching this. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, pull it, but. He, he at minimum, it was yeah. RPO, and they they hit the slant, you know, uh-huh. instead. But he pulls that ball as mm-hmm. hard as Adarius crashed down. He could have literally walked in. in. Yeah. So, uh, you know, again, it, it it comes to the the scheme just blows my mind. I, again, there was there was pressure up the ass, but um, you know, a couple plays there in this game. So again, I'm not not trying to overreact, but there's definitely some things in there that it's just like, what are, what are these guys thinking? I, I, I absolutely volunteered to take a fifth of the pay of Joe Barry and fucking, I can call that defense. Like, yeah, don't guard their best player. I'll happily get paid a hundred thousand dollars to tell my defense that like it was, it was that just clearly stupid. And then they come into halftime and still don't make adjustments. It's just I don't understand how this team can't figure out how to make a halftime adjustment um, or, or even sooner than that. It's just, it, it's, you let a guy get to 150 yards before doing anything. And, and by that, that time, I mean, the, the most concerning thing with that team is just, um, and, and I, I believe uh, Tanya even has alluded to this in the past is just, as soon as there's a, a serious momentum swing against them, Everybody just sticks their 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 head in their hands, and there's no energy. There's no leadership on that team. No veteran that is lighting everyone's ass up. Say let's let's figure mm-hmm. this out. Let's go make a goddamn play, and everybody's just moping on the sidelines. 
And that starts at the top with Rodgers. Like, you would come think on, that man. Rodgers would know that and it, like, would be the one barking at guys to yeah. get it going. But he just sits there and pouts. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, 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 as much as a disdain that I have for Brady, Brady would be in everyone's ass, mm-hmm. <laughs> chewing them out. And, mm-hmm. and let's get this, let's go down there, let's fix this, let's get back in this game. Um, you know, and I would just like to see that from somebody. I, I don't care mm-hmm. who it is. You know, there's plenty of vets on this team. Um, you know, and, and then now you got Jair going rogue in the in the post game press conference. It's like, yeah, it wasn't my call. I, you know, I would have been happy to travel and lock Jefferson up. That mm-hmm. wasn't what the coaches wanted, and he's pissed now, just like Zadarius last year because he didn't get picked for captain. Like now we're gonna have more drama there. So mm-hmm. you'll get us week one. It wasn't as bad as the. Uh, uh, Saints game last year, and you look at how that ended up turning out, and I'm confident that's uh, we're 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 in a beneficial scenario right now where we got the the Bears next week for the home opener, so it's it's a get get right game. Mm-hmm. But then you're going right back down to Tampa Bay, so they they better figure it out. I know we had talked about there's mm-hmm. a good chance they could start one and two this year. Yeah, uh, that Bills game is going to be you know that that's enough weeks to hey you guys have better figured something out by by then. Mm-hmm. And we'll we'll see if they're actually going to contend this year, but uh, it it was a rough game, no question about it. Anything that you saw that that really stood out? Nothing really that you haven't said already. Um, so I'll make it. Re- and you're right, like the drop pass that could have been, and the the AJ Dillon potential touchdown that should have been mm-hmm. pulled on the RPO. Like I mean, those things go their way. They're they're right in it. So it's football. Yeah. I'm not gonna freak out about week one. I just it I, I would say like ten percent concern if I'm a Packers fan that they yeah. don't turn this around. I, I think that they will. Um they're gonna have to like the Lions kinda have to prove to me that they can be a decent football team down the stretch. I think the yeah. Packers are also gonna have to prove to me that they're gonna suck down the stretch before yeah. I buy into that. So it's week one. It is what it is. Burn the tape, yeah. move on. We'll uh, get to next week and see what happens. I, I do say, I do think that, um, you know, especially with the, the talent disparity, I mean, they, they, they should be settling for no less than, you know, a, a two, two score win. I mean, they, they need to go in there and they need to, especially being at home uh, on Sunday night, they got to come out swinging and bury the Bears. Um, yeah. You know, if this ends up being a field goal game, I'm going to be really concerned, yeah. <laughs> like really concerned. Yeah. So they need, they need to win this one big, like 35, yeah. 10. Like I'll one. be there. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a Sunday night game. I'm going to be drinking at seven in the morning. So, you know, one way or another, <laughs> <laughs> either I'm going to be passed out on the bench or I'm going to be on that field fighting somebody. You'll be doing your part. <laughs> so, all right, well, we'll move Moving on. This. We'll move into dogs and donuts right now because, my dog of the week happens to play for the team that we were going to talk about next anyway. So I'll let's just, do it. I'll I, I, it's, it's, it's your team, eh? My team. Yeah. So Look um, good. Well, my dog of the week is Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. So Patrick Mahomes being the absolute stud that he is. I'm going to read you off his stat line here real quick. Oh, I just clicked it off my phone. Pat Mahomes going... Uh, I had it pulled up for five minutes and then I clicked the button. I went away. Okay. Uh, he went uh, 30 of 39, 360 yards, five touchdowns. Uh, did fumble once, but it didn't really matter. 
Um, they absolutely put it on the Cardinals. Um, it was, it wasn't even close. Andy Reid's offense just looks so creative and mm-hmm. I love them in September when nobody really knows what they're going to throw at them. And, you know, they have a, a, you know, a slew of new receivers this year. So, you know, it's funny because we could like, you know, uh, like Sammy Watkins or not Sammy Watkins, um, MVS, Juju. Yeah, MVS says something that Aaron Rodgers is better than Mahomes or whatever. Oh, no, that was definitely Sammy Watkins. Sammy Sammy, Watkins okay, it was that. Sammy Watkins. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, um, and then MV, er, Tyreek Hill goes down to Miami saying that two is really good, <laughs> more, more accurate, accurate than Mahomes. Ball than Mahomes. <laughs> like, give me a break. Like, the, like, and then we're, we're making, we're sitting over here. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we're sitting here making excuses for Rogers working with new receivers and Pat Mahomes comes out of the gate slinging it. And they, you know, they dropped 38 points on the Arizona Cardinals. Now, mm-hmm. granted, we know what the Cardinals are about. They're, they're an offensive team that, um, that they're they're predicated on their, their run and gun type offense. And the, the air, air, air raid, I believe is what they lovingly refer to it as. Mm-hmm. But, oh, wait, the um the 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 Chiefs defense uh, shut them down the entire game until it was out of hand and and the Chiefs had their backup quarterback in and then they score a couple touchdowns in garbage time to make it look a little bit more respectable of mm. a final score forty four to twenty one so like Chiefs defense looked pretty stout too um it looks like yeah. they're on a they're on a scorched earth tour right now I believe and again it's week one so I'm not going to put a ton of stock into it but the chemistry that Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey has, I would say is superior to any um, QB wide receiver and or tight end connection in the league. Um, they, they, their chemistry is, 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 is incredible. Like Patrick Mahomes is just running around from his, for his life throws like a Derek Jeter baseball throw across his body over the middle of the field, which any quarterback ever would not be allowed to do. And it just falls right into Kelsey's lap. Yeah. He's he's running, he's rolling out to his backhand or his off throwing side, and and turns his hips and flips the sidearm pass. And Travis Kelsey is running a corner route, and it just falls right into his bread basket like mm-hmm. full sprint. It's it's unbelievable what he can do. Um, Scorch Earth tour for the Chiefs this year, and the beginning of a uh, MVP campaign for Mahomes. And that's my dog. Yeah, buddy. Well, two things I want to touch on before we get in. Number one, a lot of controversy around uh, Patrick Mahomes this week. Have you seen any articles on that? No, I haven't. So it's really not not in particular at him. But who do you think um, this week? You, you, you mentioned that huge stat line, right? Mm-hmm. Who do you think the highest graded quarterback in the NFL was this week? Not him the way that you're making it sound. That would be correct. Where do you think he? Where do you think he ranked out of all quarterbacks according to PFF? Um, I don't care. <laughs> out of a hundred, that, that um, massive stat line. Where it, Where do you think? Just give me a ballpark. Eighty-two. Lower. Really? What are they grading on? It's everything. It's blown coverages. It's 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 everything. PFF is so. Damn. analytical it's yeah just, yeah okay 
So, you know, on paper, that, that's the stat line. The best? Josh Allen, who threw multiple interceptions. Okay. That's, mm-hmm. What? But, yeah. Now, okay, now so I believe giving, both of them were him, like, on the receiver. points for, like, throwing, like, balls and coverage that in the mm-hmm. tight windows and stuff like that. Yep. So it's a little yep. bit arbitrary, right? Correct. Okay. Patrick Mahomes graded in at a 71.5. That is wow. 1.5 points ahead of Tom Brady, who went 18 to 27, 212 yards, a touchdown and an interception. I just lost a lot of stock in PFF, if that's uh-huh. okay. <laughs> yep. It's uh, what the hell is that noise? Hold on, my bad. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, that's uh, that's a tough one to swallow. I I I, I don't. You know, at some t- at some point, you just gotta call a spade a spade. And like, mm-hmm. obviously, Patrick Mahomes had an otherworldly game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the quarterbacks that graded in front of him: Josh Allen, Kirk Cousins at two, Ryan Tannehill losing to the Giants at three, Justin Herbert. Makes sense. Jameis Winston, Lamar Jackson, and Jalen Hurts. All ahead of Patrick Mahomes. Davis Mills, only three points behind him. Yeah, give me a break. I'm not interested <laughs> in that nonsense. That's so dumb. It is. It is. That's what so, happens when you when you let nerds have a voice in sports. It just doesn't make sense. Like, get out of here with that shit. And then number two, I, how concerned are you if you're the Cardinals? They picked up right where they left off with their eight-game skid last year, just paid Kyler Murray an ass ton of money, and against a not-great Chiefs defense, just laid an absolute egg. Didn't, didn't even score more than seven points till the fourth quarter. How concerned are you if you're an Arizona Cardinals fan? I'm definitely afraid. Like, I, I am... Yeah, I'm. There's yeah, definitely afraid. Like there's mm-hmm. the fact that they've invested so much in that offense, and that's what they predicate themselves on, and to look as anemic as they did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we'll call it, we'll call it a burn the tape game for them, like we have with a couple other teams. It's it's week one, stuff happens. You know, takes time to get in the groove, especially when you know. I listened to Sean Payton talk today. <sighs> Uh-huh. And he said that his, like, if he was coach, like when he was coaching, like the starters would play the first quarter in the first preseason game, the first half in the second preseason game. And then he even let him go like three-ish quarters, maybe maybe like a series or two in the third quarter in the third game. Mm-hmm. And then they, they'd sit him the fourth game. And he's like, a lot of these guys aren't playing any preseason now, and it shows. So mm-hmm. I would say if we haven't seen a radical improvement by week three, I think it's time to sound the panic alarm. Um, so again, it's week one. I would be very concerned, but maybe let's not throw the baby out with bathwater. Yeah, I, I man, I, I mean, on a positive note, I guess they can't start nine and zero again and then have an epic collapse that way. So that is true. Um, you know, set expectations low, so maybe they can actually figure something out and be competitive towards the end of the year. Absolutely, we'll see. But <laughs> cool. but all right. We'll move on. Uh, we'll move on to my dog of the week. My dog. There was a lot of lot of good choices this week. Um, few guys that um, were thought to be past their prime. You think about Khalil Mack, who had an absolute monster day with three sacks uh, cool. against his former team. 
having Bosa across from him definitely helps, but that was exciting. Turn back the clock there a little bit. Saquon Barkley with a huge game over 160 yards, um, had almost 200 total yards. That was, that was definitely up there. You know, and then sticking with the Giants, you can talk about Brian Dable's massive balls uh, <laughs> going for two. Uh, I two love Saquon. that call, by the way. You're the underdog mm-hmm. on the road. You 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 make that call. You don't yep. play for – you're the Giants. You're the New York Giants. You know that you're not going to have more than like four or five winnable games on your schedule the entire year. You yep. go for two if you can. I, I hit my cap. That was fantastic. I, it was it was a lot of fun. I'm I'm – I'm excited to see some life out of those guys, but uh, I'm going to go with my dog um, a little bit under the radar. Um, I don't think a lot of people know who he is, probably outside of Pittsburgh, but um, Alex Highsmith, the outside linebacker uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, he was he was massive. Uh, and, and you think about T.J. Watt, who... Uh, has a potential torn pack. Uh, doesn't seem like it's a, a complete tear. So they, some good news out of out of Steelers Nation there. Um, sounds like he's going to have to rest for for six to eight weeks and should be good to go, which will be nice. But um, on the other side, Highsmith, uh, twenty five years old, really start starting into um, some real starter minutes. Ended up with nine tackles and three sacks. Um, across from 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 tj there so uh it's been a little while since there's been another um high level backer uh playing for the steelers that's what they've always been known known for and the spotlight's always on tj so to have another guy uh that can bring that level of uh, of pass rush coming from the other side to, to hopefully take some pressure off tj when he gets back uh, that's got to be a really um uh, exciting uh, opportunity for for everybody on the on the Steelers. So uh, they they did a great job slowing down uh, Cincinnati's offense, a very high powered offense. And you think about how they spent all this money in free agency to fix this offensive line. They made it absolutely miserable on Joe Burrow. Four interceptions in the first half was sacked another four or five times. Um, and they, they just absolutely took it to him. I, I honestly didn't think the Steelers had any shot in this game. They ended up winning the damn thing. So mm-hmm. um, real impressive showing for Highsmith. Um, and, and that's got, again, with Watt missing some time here, if, if you got a guy that can still bring the pressure, uh, that's a big win. And all, all Pittsburgh really needs is, is that defense to keep them in games. Um, I didn't think they're going to win a whole lot of games, but it's got to be real exciting to knock off uh, the, the Super Bowl run, runner up and division rival in week one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Shout out to you, by the way, for giving the defensive guys some love. That's not. Oh, you know, I love the defense, I'm, man. I'm I love the D. That, so, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I, uh, I I was pretty excited to see a, a lot of things, and like I said, there were there were a lot of great performances this week. So um, there were also a lot of really really shitty performances. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a laundry list of them here. I'm excited to see um, if Justin is going to start this off like he always does and throw throw us a little curveball. Who is your uh, your donut of the week? Yeah, so this guy actually didn't put on a jersey this weekend. He's actually, as we like to refer to it as, a gym class, a gym class Jerry. 
um, <laughs> my donut of the week is me as a fantasy football manager. Yeah, dumbass <laughs> is right. The I've been doing, I don't know, playing fantasy football on and off for like, I don't know, 10 years or something mm-hmm. like that. And it's not something that I like. I, I'm, I'm not a nerd with it. I don't like spend like ton of time analyzing details and like looking at stats and rankings against certain the, mm-hmm. like I don't I, it's fun like I pick guys and I put them in the lineup and I have a pretty good idea I mean I do a, a sports show for Christ's sake so like mm-hmm. I know some stuff about this game <laughs> but I uh, I decided to be uh, a go above and beyond and I did three leagues this year which I've never done before mm-hmm. I've only done one or two and uh, I went zero and three, and had the worst, the the worst point total in one of the games that I've ever had, and it's not even close. Like fifty points on a one through ten roster. Um, in a kicker, PPR league. In a PPR league, my kicker had Insane. the most points at nine. Uh, I mean, some, <laughs> some of it you can you can chalk it up as bad luck. I mean, like Dak Prescott was my starting quarterback. He he put mm. up four points and got hurt. Now he's out for six weeks, and I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go find a new quarterback off the waiver wire. Um, Derrick Henry got me eight points. He's he's an absolute wagon. He just against the Giants. Against the Giants. CD Lamb four point nine points. Uh, Allen Robinson Rams receiver two point two points. I thought he was gonna do something with a good quarterback. Nope. Uh, George Kittle's on IR now. So uh, Allen Rob or I Dal- Dalton Knox gets a spot start. One catch, five yards. Uh, Mike Williams, two catches, 10 yards, three points. Um, yeah, so my leading scorers were the Indianapolis defense and Harrison Buck- Bucker, the kicker for the Chiefs. So <laughs> for a whopping total of 51 points. It was just, it was dog shit. I lost the other two leagues um, by 30 points, by 20. It was just awful. So um, Chris Reimersma has asked if we do we talk about fantasy football on the show. Uh, not anymore. We don't. So yep. <laughs> my donut Fun's... of the week is me. <laughs> Fun side note: We were actually going to have a fantasy section uh, last week, uh, but unfortunately, uh, your your old co-host here is uh, seventy five years old and has a uh, nine o'clock bedtime and fell asleep <laughs> and missed it. So. Um, unfortunately we didn't do that. We're actually going to talk about, um, some under the radar guys, which I ended up landing one mm-hmm. Robbie Anderson in the last round of the nice. draft, uh, who went for 26 plus points with Baker yeah. throwing in the ball. So that yeah, was fun. And we're not talking about under the radar guys <laughs> this week because, uh, I'm going to be heavy on the waiver wire and I don't want to give anything <laughs> away. So <laughs> there's some gems out there, man. There's some good ones. Yeah. Uh, Jamal, uh, one of which everybody should look out for cause I'm still mad at him. So Dan Campbell, if you're listening, um, I love Jamal Williams. Love Jamal Williams since he got drafted to the Packers. God damn it. Stop letting Swift do all the damn work to the goal line and having Williams snake those damn touchdowns. It's killing me, man. There's a word for that. The, and you've seen the show The League. Yeah, of course. What, Such what a good show. The word? They had a word for it. Um, it's been probably they, four or five years since I watched oh, it. I don't remember. But love me some taco. <laughs> We we have a, a taco in the league, Adam Trask, uh, who just most years doesn't give a shit, mostly because uh, uh, most of his team is injured by week three. But um, <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, I'll, anybody that hasn't watched it should, should go back and watch it. I that's agree. I might do that. Let's see, who's your donut? So I, I've got you know again. This was again a laundry list of guys. You look at the the damn AFC South. 
nobody's got a win in that division, and two of the teams played each other. That's um, hilarious. That's that's fantastic. Um, man, uh, the other one that I, I really considered, Evan McPherson, kicker for the Bengals. This is the second year in a row. Last mm-hmm. year, I was literally in the parking lot of Great Wolf Lodge trying to stream the Packers and Bengals game, watching him and Crosby take turns shanking field goals in overtime. Oh, there's the uh, It was awful. And then he follows that up this year in week one and shanks two game winners in overtime against the Steelers. Mm-hmm. A mess. And, and other than that, great season last year. For all <laughs> intents, probably going to have another great season this year. But God damn it. Oh, time in the game games on the line don't let this guy kick the ball um but uh, another one that's outside of the box another one that uh nobody uh that actually put on a jersey <sighs> this one this one hurts i don't know if you saw this news article the washington Ooh. commander's pro shop do you see anything on this no i didn't where are the washington commanders located um, I believe they're not actually in the district. Are they in the district of Columbia or are they- they're close? They're yeah. Washington DC. Okay. Yeah. Which Washington are they? They, yeah. they play, do they play for it's DC, right? Yeah. The goddamn idiots at the pro shop put out memorabilia and swag. Uh, I believe it was specifically mugs with the commander's logo on it and Washington state. Behind the logo. Like at the field? <laughs> at the, they literally were selling these in the pro shop. They put these out during business hours. <laughs> if the commanders weren't already a big enough dumpster fire of an organization, they don't fucking know where they live. <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say about this. Like how ignorant and stupid stupid can can you be that is amazing to go that far and actually play in a goddamn <laughs> complete opposite side of the country of washington state and still put this on your on your uh swag in the pro shop like i I, that that's all I got to say on that. Like it doesn't get a whole lot dumber than that. So my donuts of the week, uh, the Washington commanders. That is hilarious. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. Like I, I, I don't know how anybody will ever live that down. And I'm sure they spent an ass ton of money to uh, put all these out and produce them. So that that's well, uh, I'm going to share my screen with you real quick. See if this is what you were just talking about. Mm hmm. I'm sure it is. They definitely showed. Uh, is that it? It was on mugs for sure. So I'm assuming because they recognize the area, it's probably not on there. Washington State looks like that. But... Actually, that is it flipped upside down, isn't it? I think oh, that's so. Like, I know that's not quite it. Hold on. Now I'm gonna flip. Cause what, Hold on. That because that's not DC. I don't think. Uh, Maybe it is. <laughs> Hold on. I'm finding it now, but I definitely saw them and it was bad. Uh, let's see here. Yep. Here's the article on Yahoo right now. Let me see if I can share my screen here in just a second. I'm seeing if they got pictures of them. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Correction. Evidently, so there has been a correction to this story. 
They were not physically inside the stadium. They were being sold in a truck outside of the Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> so I it's see. definitely it's it is a commander's truck with actual memorabilia in it. So it was definitely meant to be at the stadium. That is this hilarious. was not somebody driving oh, up right trying here. to sell this shit. I found it. <laughs> there it is right there. Washington. That makes the story even better. That is amazing. Like, what? <laughs> so yeah. So dumb. Um, uh, yeah, the, the 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 sheer stupidity of that story. I, I couldn't believe I was actually reading it, and then I remembered uh, where we live. It yeah, it makes sense. But mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> so that's amazing. And it was probably Snyder trying to save save a few bucks. He's like, I got to pay pay these lawyers somehow. I'm going to buy these knockoffs. <laughs> See how many people actually pay for them. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! And it's like when you order Commander's memorabilia on Wish dot com. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> These were the ones that were intended to to go to the poor villages in Africa. (laughs) (laughs) The misprints made it to the the actual store. So we're going to wrap this show here in just a second. But first, I want to ask you. Is is this it? Would you rather? What? (laughs) Said, is this it? You're going to put a ring on it finally? Finally. Yes. Would you rather be a Lions fan today? Uh-huh. Or a Cowboys fan? Oh, no question. No question. Uh, uh, Lions fans have had their moments. Mm-hmm. Cowboys fans are literally <laughs> second to Philadelphia. And ironically, they, they, they play in the same, divi- same division. Uh-huh. They're awful. No, Every no, single no, no. one. Hold on. I, I misframed the question. Not would you rather be a part of their fandom, but if you're a Cowboys fan, yeah. if you have to choose between being like the excitement, the enthusiasm level about your team. Would yeah. you rather be a Cowboys fan or uh That's a Lions? no-brainer. Okay. Also a no-brainer. Yeah. You, 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 Detroit's uh had their their biggest crowd in, since 2017, I think I read. Uh-huh. And uh Cowboys fans were literally throwing trash at uh at Dak on his way oh out. Oh my god. Uh, That's yeah. so bad. So classy guys. We them boys, uh, still not them boys, but that's fine. Uh, I, I love seeing them wallow in misery, and and <laughs> the Lions are, you know, they're a blue collar city, and they have a blue collar team, and hell yeah, I'm rooting for for the Lions. Like mm-hmm. e- even as a division rival, like goddamn it, I want to see them finally be good, man. It's been My it's been life. forever. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't remember when they were good. Yeah, I, I know the Packers have had stretches, you know, but at least they they have some history that they mm-hmm. can look back on and say, yeah, remember mm-hmm. remember that? Like, yeah. what do the Lions have to look at? Yeah, remember those those Hall of Fame careers that we wasted? Yeah, mm-hmm. that was that, those were good times. Yep. Great times, <laughs> we love it. So I'm 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 drinking the Kool Aid, man. Cowboys uh, are miserable human beings. Yeah, I'm really excited to see Aaron Rodgers open up a can of whoop ass when they come up to Lambeau. This that was year. actually the second game, uh, third game we plan on going to this year, second one at Lambeau. So uh, I was excited for the news because that probably means the uh, second most expensive game of the year is going to drastically decrease in price. So yeah. win for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what week is that going to be? Uh, what is it? Uh, so it's November, so it's probably week nine. So it it, mm-hmm. it might be around the time. He That's probably the game they're going to shoot then. back. Yeah, they're probably going to shoot to try to get him back by that game. I would mm-hmm. I would think. Um, 
What do you think, uh, just real quick before we hop off, um, I know he agreed to a restructured contract, but Cowboys obviously have high hopes this year. You think they uh, pull the trigger on a Jimmy G trade, especially at the reduced contract now? Jimmy G's not going anywhere because he has a no trade clause now as part of the the restructured contract. He could waive that. He could waive that. Um, but my, I don't <laughs> after think, Trey Lance's performance, he's like, nah, week four, I'm going to be starting here. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I see. Here's what I think. Here's what I think is going to happen. Like Jimmy G's not going to go to a team that has an established quarterback to be a, a shoe in role because then at the end of the season, he's going to be a free agent and he's going to go mm-hmm. somewhere else. So, um, the, the end result being the same, I just, I, it, it, his contract's not, he has a, a nice contract for a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to make $12 million or $16 million to hold a clipboard this year. Yeah. So, and the last, the last like film that he put out there was him taking his team to one game away from the Super Bowl and a dropped interception away from another Super Bowl, like two mm-hmm. Super Bowl appearances in four years. Mm-hmm. So if you're Jimmy G, you got all the confidence in the world. And, and Trey Lance is proving him to be the good guy in this situation more yeah. and more and more because the guy did nothing but go out there and win football games when he was healthy, even though he wasn't like super flashy, put up ridiculous numbers. He was good enough. He was great in that system and mm-hmm. he won a lot of football games. And uh, if I'm Jimmy G, I'm, I'm chilling. I'm st- I, lo- I love the fact that he worked a no trade clause into that. He's like, all right, well, you guys are going to, you guys are going to just deal with me here. And I'm more than likely I'm going to have to save the day because you thought this kid could do it. And then <laughs> at the end of this year, I'm going to go up to Seattle and I'm going to play you fuckers twice a year and whoop yep. that ass every single time for the next decade. So mm-hmm. kudos to him. Like, I don't, he's just, I got a lot of respect for that guy. So no, I don't think he's going to Dallas. I think he's going to hang tight. And last one, I'll throw it. Yeah. You think, yeah. uh, you think, uh, we could see some Fitz magic get back in the league. No, he's done. It, done, done. He's done. Wait, what done. Is how, are the Cowboys going to trot out Cooper Rush for the next uh, six weeks? I don't know what kind of choice they have. Um, I, yeah, I, they're in a tough spot right now. They're in between a rock and a hard place. I'll tell you what. Okay. Yeah. Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. Second round pick, fifth round pick for CD Lamb. <laughs> I know Jerry would never, ever, ever do that, but God mm-hmm. damn it, I'm all in for it today. <laughs> I'd love to see that. I mean, that's a very... Give me CD Lamb. Yeah. He would do some dirty things in that package jersey. Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. Uh-huh. He still got what? Uh, is this year three for three CD? Three on his rookie deal. Yeah, he's got two more years of team mm-hmm. control. So How many years is Rodgers playing this year and next year, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Allegedly. It sounds like a win to me. Yeah. But... It'll never happen. That that, nope. that would be a smart move. So that's, that's <laughs> fanfare erotica. For oh yeah, I'm, I'm actually really hard under the, the microphone here. <laughs> but fortunately, this is a PG-13 show. Your voice just gained a couple decibels. So that's... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! Sorry. <laughs> Alright, guys. <laughs> Alright, that's the show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Um, we will, again, if you're still tuned in, you're one of the greatest... You, Odds are you're not, but more than likely, you're one of the greatest human beings on the face of the planet. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Have a great night.